Hello and welcome to No Easy Games, an alternative guide to world football after a frankly punishing schedule that, to be honest, we only have ourselves to blame for. We are approaching the end. I'm Tom O'Brien. And I'm Aaron Gales, and as you know, we love Africa, and we've reached the final group in our African Cup of Nations preview. It's Group F. It's Group F, Tom, and I know, I know, I know we're both weary as we approach the end of this slog that the podcast has now become, but... This is the 85th episode of the podcast. I'm quite proud of that. Yeah, yeah. And and we've almost reached 85 listeners across all of them as well, which is, <laughs> you know, big shouts out as we approach the end of this series to um, to regular listeners, Reese and Rice. They're the only ones whose names come up on SoundCloud. The rest of you, if you only listen to a few, can fuck right off. Um, but, you know, even they stop telling us they're listening. Jesus. <laughs> Give us, oh, give us some interaction. I mean, Dom used to play him for his mum. I don't know if Mrs. Goggins is still listening. I don't know if she knows that we're dedicating each episode to her son and his love of Africa. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, um, yeah. I just, you know, we, we, we. I, I mean, who doesn't need validation? I need it constantly. Um, the players competing <laughs> in this tournament need it. I mean, we're we're, we're flying by the seat of our pants here because this episode's only going live on the day the tournament begins, which really is pushing our luck. Um, but we've got four more teams to talk about, and there's some there's some heavy hitters in this group. I mean, obviously, as with the rest of the tournament, there's two fairly awful teams, but we've got two of the big names in African football um, to talk about, and uh, the first is one of our one of our seeded teams, Aaron. Mm, it is Tom. Cameroon, also known as the Indomitable Lions, are currently ranked 54th in the world. The highest they've ever been is 11th on a number of occasions, most recently in December 2009, with the lowest of 79th in March 2013. They are the five-time African champions. They won the tournament most recently last time out in 2017 in Gabon. They've played seven World Cups, more than any other African nation, although they've only got out of the group stage once in 1990 in Italy when they were beaten in the quarterfinals by England. Uh, they were Confederations Cup runners-up in tragic and, frankly, unnecessary circumstances in 2003 when team member Mark Vivian Foe died during the semi-final after suffering a heart attack. FIFA forced both France and Cameroon to play the final days later, despite both teams going on record as saying that they did not want to. Their head coach is former Dutch international Clarence Seedorf. The three-time Champions League winner is in his first international role, having previously managed Milan, Shenzhen in China and Deportivo La Coruña, who he successfully relegated. He's been Cameroon boss since August last year and former Newcastle legend, that's a bit debatable, Patrick Cliver is his assistant. You know I put things in the script purely to see if you go full anchorman and actually read them. You know, like, you, you can censor it when it's clearly a lie. Um, uh, Cameroon star player is the striker Vincent Abubakar. Uh, the Porto frontman has 36 goals in 76 league appearances in Portugal. He currently has 20 international goals from 65 caps. And he's one of those names that you... Uh, you or, Hang on, he's not in the... He's not in the squad. <laughs> he must be. He must be. Why, not, he why is he not there? What's he done? Has he retired from international football? I was going to say he's one of those names that you always hear about, but um, we're not hearing about him now. No, he seems to have just undergone surgery on a knee injury in September of last year and faces <laughs> a September of last year. Like That's not even recent. Wow, I'm I'm out of uh, out of the loop there. Um Oh, Vincent yeah. Abubakar, did he did he return to play for Porto again this season? You can tell I phoned this in, can't you? Um, he no, I don't think he, I don't know if he has played. Um, what does this What does this Wikipedia say? 
according to one of the top articles, he's just what Everton need. It's actually he's injured. Um, <laughs> let's have a look. He suffered uh, an anterior cruciate ligament injury uh, in September of this year, causing a long-term absence. Well, I apologise for what there has been. <laughs> pretty, pretty poor coverage uh, on my part. So I will, um, I will immediately segue into saying their actual star player. Um, you know, the star player traditionally is Vincent de Buber's car. Um, but the star player at this tournament, which is what I meant to say at this point, uh, this is why no one listens, uh, is Eric Maxime Choupo-Moting. Um, he's 30 years old uh, and he plays for uh, Paris Saint-Germain um, uh, and is a former uh, Stoke City player. Um, left Stoke to join uh, PSG in uh, 2018. Uh, on a free transfer. Um, he's probably most famous uh, this season um, for a game against uh, Racing Club de Strasbourg uh, in April, uh, where a shot from his teammate Christopher Nkunku was already crossing the line, uh, and he attempted to touch the ball into the back of the net, but instead stopped it on the goal line, inadvertently preventing a certain goal, uh, one of the worst misses in the history of football, by all accounts. Um, he is... Um, uh, he's been in the Cameroon squad since 2010, uh, having originally been born in Hamburg in West Germany. Uh, he has 15 goals from 50 caps. Their one to watch is Ajax goalkeeper Andre Onana, who shot a prominence as part of the Dutch side who made great strides through his country and despite signing a new contract earlier this year, has been linked with moves to Barcelona and Arsenal. I think you cut out slightly there as you were telling us that he made great strides in this season's Champions League and has nine caps for his country. Uh, oh, one of our One of our Wi-Fi connections didn't work there. Uh, there are more than 1,700 different linguistic groups in the country and 230 other languages are spoken in the region apart from the official languages, which are French and English. Cameroon, they're a proper like proper African nation, you like you you associate mm. them with with qualifying for uh, for major tournaments, even though they weren't uh, obviously in Ru- in Russia last summer. Yeah, and a real big name manager as well. I mean, he's not been very successful anywhere by the sounds of it, but um, he was a great player, Seydorf. And it's just a shame that we don't get um, Cameroon used to do all that wacky experimentation with their kits um, mm. for uh, for. Uh, tournaments like this because they had the I think they've had two controversial ones they had the one without sleeves and then they had the all-in-one kit I remember the all-in-one kit yeah that was good kit it is available at classic football shirts please don't ever turn up wearing that on a Thursday well no because it looks like like do you ever remember as a kid where you get those sponges like like a, a tiny little sponge dinosaur that you poured some water on and then it suddenly becomes giant yeah. That's what I feel like it's like because there's a picture of this kit like held up against the wall, and honestly, it looks like the sort of thing you'd put on a doll. <laughs> like, I mean, we've both been we've we've both been around enough cyclists to know what a skin suit looks like, but they don't look like shriveled, tiny children's clothes. But this this <laughs> kit, honestly, it looks tiny. It, yeah, and and yeah. I don't think anyone needs to see me attempting to get into that in the disabled <laughs> toilets at Soccer in the City. It's a good job we don't play anymore, really. Otherwise, otherwise that could be on the cards for someone. Next up, Tom, it's another African big boy. <laughs> You've Ghana, got a video also, called that, haven't you? <laughs> also known as the Black Stars, Ghana are currently ranked 49th in the world. They have a highest position of 14th, which they held much for much of the first half of 2013, 
in the lowest spot of 89th in June 2004. Uh, they've won the Cup of Nations four times, making them the third most successful nation in the history of the competition, albeit their last win came in 1982. They've qualified for three World Cups, playing in tournaments in 2006, 2010 and 2014, reaching the quarterfinals in 2010 and missing out on becoming the first African semi-finals ever by virtue of a Luis Suarez handball and woeful Asamoah Jan penalty. They are five-time West African Nations Cup winners and also have three Nkrumah Cups and two Wafu Cups in the trophy cabinet. The head coach is James Kwesi Apaya, a former Ghanaian left-back in his second spell in charge of his country. He's apparently spent some time shadowing coaches at both Manchester City and Liverpool in the past. Uh, they have quite a few recognisable names, including Christian Atsu and the Ayus, but their star man is probably the aforementioned Asamoa Gyan. Uh, he's got 106 caps for his country and 51 goals. He has both the appearance and strike records for his country, has played for such prestigious international teams as Udinese and Sunderland, uh, is currently at Kayserispor in Turkey. He announced his international retirement uh, in May, only to change his mind following talks slash massive pressure from the Ghanaian president. Their one to watch, Tom, is defender Kasim Nahu. Hang on, let's check if he's in the squad. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. (laughs) The 23-year-old currently plays for Hoffenheim, albeit he only made eight appearances last season after signing from Rice's Young Boys. He got six caps for Ghana and one goal, which he grabbed on his debut. And polygamy is legal in Ghana, and people do not have a problem with the polygamous families as long as the breadwinner can sufficiently provide for the families. However, marrying more than one wife is most often than not reserved for the wealthier as well as more powerful members of society. That's where we'd struggle, mate. We wouldn't be able to provide for more than one family, would we? No, I'm, I'm, I'm barely doing it for, for this one. Um, <laughs> It does sound like, and with the greatest respect in the world, because you know he's travelling back and forth to London, that does sound right up Ricey Street, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it does indeed, it does indeed. Next up, Tom, how do you say this one? I think it's Benin. Benin. That, Benin. That's what we'll go with. Yeah, nicknamed the Squirrels, around 91st in the world, with the highest position of 59th in late 2009 and April 2010. Their lowest ever ranking was 165th in July 1996. We've put all the nicknames in because the vast majority of them have been terrific, but the Squirrels is probably the least frightening nickname that you've ever heard of of an international side. Uh, This is their fourth ever Cup of Nations, their first since 2010. All of their appearances have come this century. They've drawn one and lost eight of their nine matches, so they've never exited the group stage. They've never been to a World Cup either, Tom, winning just nine of their 39 qualifying matches since their first attempt in 1974. Uh, their head coach is international hired gun number eight of this tournament, Frenchman Michel Dusseyer, a former goalkeeper in his second spell with Benin. The 59-year-old spent much of his playing career with hometown club Cannes, uh, who he also managed. Internationally, he began his managerial career with Guinea in 2002 before taking the Benin job in 2008. He was sacked after two years and says he was never told he was sacked, which does beg the the question, how did he actually find out? Uh, He returned to Guinea, left in 2013, went back in 2014 for a year, then went to the Ivory Coast and eventually ended up back at Benin. Their star player is probably their greatest ever former Sunderland and West Brom midfielder Stefan Sessegnon, the captain and record appearance maker and joint record goal scorer with 73 caps and 21 goals. He's currently in Turkey at a club Oh, Ken oh, Club he disappeared. Genkla Beligi. Genkla Beligi. The 35-year-old played 30 times and scored four goals as they won promotion back to the top flight last season. Uh, they haven't really got 
a huge number of young players who would be at clubs that you've heard of enough to take a punt and say that they're one to watch. So we're probably going to say uh, a player who might have something to prove at this tournament in Steve Mounier, uh, the 24-year-old Huddersfield striker. Uh, he scored twice on his town debut two years ago, uh, which was very much the high point of his career in England. Uh, he currently has 14 caps and three goals. And in most parts of the world, Tom, snakes are feared, but in Benin, they are revered. Royal pythons are worshipped in Benin, especially in Uda. The good news is that royal pythons are not dangerous, but the bad news is these sacred reptiles are welcome in all Beninese households at night. I mean, that sounds terrible, doesn't it? I wouldn't have an issue with that. I'm not afraid of snakes. Oh. I don't mind snakes. Yeah. I don't mind spiders. I think oh, they're fine. What's wrong Steve Irwin over here? Nothing wrong with that. Terrified of dogs, but um, nothing, nothing wrong with, uh, nothing. you know, I mean, more people die at the hands of dogs than they do at snakes. Mm, okay. There we go. Um, <laughs> go on then, I need help with this one as well. Well, it's our final side. Uh, what a what a, what a a terrible moment or amazing moment, depending on whether you're still listening or not. It's Guinea-Bissau. Um, they're also known as the Jurtas, which means African wild hunting dog. And that's going to rip <laughs> the limbs off a squirrel. Um, they're currently ranked 118th in the world. The highest they've ever been is 68th in January 2017, uh, with a low point of 195th in March 2010. This is just Guinea-Bissau's second AFCON. Their previous appearance came two years ago where they drew their opening game with host Gabon before suffering two defeats to exit in the group stage. Uh, they have never reached the World Cup, although they only started trying this century. They've won just one of their 12 qualifying fixtures. <laughs> they're one-time Cabral Cup winners. Pow. Oh no, runners up. Pow. <laughs> uh, their head coach is Bakiro Kande, who, disappointingly for fans of hired guns, is a Guinea-Bissau national, meaning we do end on just eight international hired guns in this tournament. I did think it was going to be higher. Um, Bakiro Kande played lower league Portuguese football before turning his hand to management in club football in his home country. Uh, you've clearly just read ahead, haven't you? Uh, the 52-year-old <laughs> is in his second spell with the national team, having previously been in charge from 2001 to 2010. He returned to the post in 2016. Their star player is Pele, although not the one with the floppy cock and terrible math skills. This one is also known as Jadilson Mamadou Tunkara Gomez and is a 27-year-old midfielder. He began his career with Belenenses in Portugal before signing for Genoa and then AC Milan, appearing for Nyasad's first team. He had a few loans away from the San Siro in the Ukraine and Portugal before moving to Benfica. This was it, the big time. He made zero appearances for Benfica. Poor Pele. Two more loan spells, and he moved to Rio Ave in Portugal, where he actually played football for the team that owned him. After a good season with seven goals and helping the team qualify for the Europa League, Monaco signed him, and he made eight appearances over 18 months before moving on loan to Nottingham Forest in January, where, according to the internet, he was ineffective across his nine appearances. A former Portuguese youth player, he has five caps for his country. And the final player we're going to talk about on this series of the uh, of the podcast is... The one to watch, George Fernando Barbosa Intima, also known as Jorginho. The 23-year-old began his career in the youth setup at Manchester City, albeit he never appeared in the first team. He left in 2016 to sign for Aruca in Portugal and did pretty well, earning a move to Saint-Étienne in League One, uh, League One rather. Uh, um, after making five appearances, yeah, they're not they're not playing Bradford. Ne- oh, no, Bradford have been relegated. How, how inappropriate! They're not playing Sunderland next season. They're on League One side. Uh, he made five appearances in France, scored once, and was loaned to Chaves in Portugal and spent last season at CSKA Sofia where he scored five t- times uh, he has three caps 
And the final fact of the series, Tom, the vital cashew nut crop provides a modest living for most of Guinea-Bissau's farmers and is the main source of foreign exchange. There we go. 24 nations. But who out of Group F will be getting through to the knockout stages? Well, surely the two big guns, Cameroon and Ghana. You would really think so, wouldn't you? Do you think they could win? Either of them could win the competition. I think you'd be you'd be a fool to rule out either Cameroon or Ghana at this point. I think those two teams would expect that they would get through to the semi-finals. And I don't know who um, I don't know how the tournament works, like group-wise, to know whether it's possible for anyone to get through. But the four nations that I think have got the best chance at this tournament would be Egypt, Senegal, Cameroon, and Ghana. Uh, they'd be the mm-hmm. four that I'd be. Again, I don't know if it's even possible for those four to actually get through to the semi-final, but they'd be the four best teams for me. You'd fancy the mm. winner to come from one of them. Mm. Mm. I think I'm going to tip Egypt, Tom, purely because of Mo Salah. You see, I, I was uh, going to I was going to tip Egypt as well, but especially with them hosting it, but just for a bit of variety yeah. to keep things different. I'm going to say Senegal um, because I think as well as Mo Salah has done uh, recently, to be honest, Sadio Mane has been the the best player for Liverpool in the last. Uh, three, four, five months. It seems like he always yeah. scored those games where they're having, you know, sometimes they're having nervy games, sometimes they're playing Huddersfield and he scored after eight seconds in the league. But mm. it always seemed that Mane was popping up with a goal. It always seemed that he was there to settle those nerves with an important goal against big teams, against smaller teams. Mm. And um, I also think someone like uh, Adrissa Gay, who uh, uh, was joint player of the season at Everton, he's just gone from since not getting that move to Paris Saint-Germain in January he's been exceptional for Everton in the midfield and part really of their their very strong finish to the season so I think if those two players click with the talented players around them Senegal have got a really good chance Mm, yeah so that's it Tom African Cup of Nations done and it's time for a bit of a break don't forget though you can find each and every episode of this podcast on iTunes Google Podcasts Spotify Acast and Soundcloud there's 85 of them now. Enjoy every single one. Get in touch with us on Twitter. Maybe you know what we should do next. I mean, you're a 2020. Again, I, f- I feel like if we have to talk about like nations, like um, some of those again. Like We've talked about France yeah. a lot now. Um, I d- We're going to have to reboot, I think. We are going to have to reboot. Maybe we mm. do have to do the Cricket World Cup. Um <laughs> If you've got any ideas for that, get in touch with us on Twitter at NoEasyGamesPod or you can email us at NoEasyGamesPod at Outlook.com. As we said, we're going to go away for a little while now. Whether we come back to talk about any of these tournaments at the end, I don't know. But seeing as, seeing as the Copper America's on a channel I've never heard of on Sky <laughs> uh, and I haven't quite got Women's World Cup fever yet. Um, mm. I'd be surprised if I could talk with any more assurance than I usually do about any of these uh, <laughs> mysterious competitions. We've also probably got a Cabral Cup coming up as well, which would be exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm. until next time, whenever that is, I'm Tom O'Brien. And I'm Aaron Gales. Au revoir, Macrao. Au revoir again, and nabai. Au revoir, Macrao. Au revoir again, and nabai. And thanks for listening to No Easy Games.